Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. Usually, when we're angry, we feel entirely justified. We come up with all the reasons why we are doing well to be angry. But God asks Jonah, are you right to be angry? Doest thou well to be angry? And Jonah says, I am right to be angry. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. We're in the middle of a series that I've based on questions God asks in the Bible. God never asks questions out of ignorance. Obviously, he is all-knowing. He doesn't ask a question because he doesn't know the answer. He is with these questions, some of which are rhetorical, some of which are more aggressive. He is inviting the person who hears the question to step into the issue. So here's the story of Jonah quickly, uh, sort of the whole book in a nutshell. God speaks to Jonah and summons him to go to Nineveh, uh, or Nineveh, as we say now in modern America, to Nineveh. It's the largest city in the world, and therefore, obviously, the largest Gentile city in the world. And he says, go there and preach to them because it's a wicked city, and I want to see them saved and redeemed, if you will. And Jonah refuses. He says, I I don't want to do that. And so he goes to Jaffa or Yafu, depending on how you call it, and he boards a ship to go to Tarshish, which is the ancient name for Spain, to flee from the presence of God. Evidently, Jonah is misguided to think that God lives, because he's the God of Israel, he lives in Israel, and that if he can just get to Spain, God will be left behind in Israel. But of course, He is the God of ocean and air and skies and everything else. And so he sends a storm upon the ship and Jonah, realizing that the storm is because of his disobedience, invites the sailors to throw him overboard and they do it. They reluctantly do it. They throw him overboard. Then God causes this uh, mighty fish to swallow Jonah. He is three days in the belly of the fish. And then finally, Jonah cries out to the Lord, prays and repents. And in the graphic language of the King James Bible, it says the fish vomits Jonah up on the beach. Beautiful picture, right? There are more than one of us who only responds to God's call reluctantly and with all kinds of emotional issues only when we're on some lonely beach covered with fish vomit. And that's how Jonah finally submits. Okay, Lord, you want me to go, I'll go. But he says, I'm not, he basically says, I'm not happy about it because I know what you're like. You'll, you'll forgive them and I don't want you to forgive them. I don't like them. I don't want to be with them and I don't want them to repent and be healed. But he goes and he preaches. And the city of Nineveh, it's one of the greatest revivals in the whole Bible, from the king in his palace to the paupers begging on the street corners, the whole city turns to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Citywide repentance and turn to God and put away their sin and try to serve the God of Abraham. 
Is Jonah happy about it? He is 100% not happy about it. He goes outside, throws himself in the dirt, and lays there sullen, sulking with God. God causes a gourd vine, uh, you might say a pumpkin vine, to grow up over his head and shield him from the sun. Is Jonah grateful? He is not grateful. He says, this is the least you could do, seeing as how when I obeyed you, you jerked the rug out from under me. That night, God sends a cutworm who damages the gourd vine. It dies and it dries up. Now Jonah is sulking. He says, look, this is, this is what I've come to expect from you. You send a vine and then you tear it down. You kill it. And then God asks this question. He says, doest thou well to be angry? What he means is, what right do you have to be angry? Jonah doesn't melt. Jonah says, I am doing right to be angry. I have the right to be angry. I knew this. This is why I didn't want to come here. I did not want to come to Nineveh. I knew you'd do this. I knew if I did what you said and obeyed you and preached what you told me to preach, they'd repent and you'd forgive them. And I didn't want you to forgive them. (laughs) I wanted you to kill them all because I don't like them. Jonah feels justified in his anger at God and his self-pity because God has shown mercy to someone that Jonah, to whom Jonah did not want mercy shown. Jonah felt that he was a more righteous judge than God. What a, what a self-righteous, egocentric, and sectarian person lying there in the dust, angry at God because he forgave someone that Jonah didn't like. I was in my car one time, and I pulled up at a stoplight behind another car, and they had bumper stickers, two bumper stickers, on opposite ends of their back bumper. I'll never forget it. Neither of them is particularly important, except in juxtaposition on the same bumper, they got my attention immediately. On the left side of the bumper, it happened to say Rehoboth Baptist Church, but it could have said anything. Follow me to the Rehoboth Baptist Church. On the other side of the same bumper, it says Nuke Iran. And dawned on me, there's some unresolved biblical conflict in this car. Follow me to the church where I go. I want you to be there. I want you to find what I found, experience God, maybe get saved, get your family right. And I want you there with me. And I personally invite you through the means of a bumper sticker. But if you're an unsaved Iranian Muslim, I hope God will blow you into perdition. That is basically what Jonah says. Jonah says, I'm a Jewish prophet. Send me to any Jewish city in Israel, and I'll say whatever you want me to say. But don't send me to these Gentiles. I don't want to speak to them. I don't want to be with them, and I don't want them saved. Sectarianism or racism or any ism that separates us from others also denies God's claim on our lives to use us for evangelistic purposes in the lives of people that we don't want to be with, don't like, and don't really care about. Listen instead to what St. Paul says about the Jewish people. After he comes to see Christ as Messiah, becomes a, an evangelist for the, for the primitive church, when he thinks about his people, the Jewish people, he says, I would almost 
wish that I would be willing to go to hell if the Jewish people could go to heaven. That is the tender, broken heart of a person who cares about other people's salvations. So God asks us, are you right to be angry? Ask yourself what you're angry about today. Are you angry because somebody got saved that you didn't want saved? Somebody is being blessed and prospered, maybe more than you are, and you don't think they deserve it? Maybe someone got a miracle, a healing, or a financial miracle that's greater than the one anyone that you've ever experienced, and you don't feel they're the right candidate. God made a bad choice. You're angry. Or maybe you're just angry about something in your own life. Maybe you feel God just hasn't run the universe youward toward you. He just not being what he ought to be, causing to happen in your life, causing the things to go out the way you think they ought to go and you're angry at it. Listen to the voice of God. Doest thou well to be angry? Are you justified in this? Are you doing the right thing? And Jonah doesn't back down. He says, I am doing the right thing. I deserve to be angry because of this gourd vine. And listen to what God says. You are grieving over a gourd vine that grew up in a night and perished in a night. You're all upset over a vegetable, and there's a city full of people that are so spiritually confused, they don't know their right hand from their left. How can you grieve over a gourd vine and not grieve over the people over whom I grieve, the Lord is saying. So what we want to say to God when we feel all this anger rising up inside of us, I'm angry because God didn't bless me as I thought he should have or he did bless someone else, as I thought he shouldn't have. I'm all angry over the fact that God is pouring out salvation on somebody that I don't think deserves salvation. And what we want, what God calls us to do, is to rearrange our thinking, to think as God thinks, to grieve over what grieves God, to have his values, his estimation of things, to, to believe for the salvation of those who don't deserve it because we don't, to rejoice in the blessings that other people receive who don't deserve those blessings because we know we don't deserve them. Instead of having the short-range, self-absorbed motivations of Jonah grieving over a gourd vine, ask for God's view of the world around you. When God says, doest thou well to be angry, answer him quickly and with a broken heart. Lord, I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not doing well. Take away my anger and replace it with the mind of Christ. I hope this series is challenging you and blessing you. God's questions are never asked out of ignorance. They're asked to bring us in to thinking the way he thinks. Until we meet again, I'm Mark Rutland, and this has been The Leader's Notebook. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.